the drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. Uh, it's a lovely Tuesday. Well, lovely is a strong word. It's Tuesday. The Steelers. It is Tuesday. It's lovely because the Steelers are going to be back on the practice field. Yeah, we got three days in a row of practice. Three days in a row of you and I, and then uh, back to regular season mode and Lions and all that good stuff all coming up after stuff. that. So. Yes, Lions and Tigers and Bears. Oh my! Oh my! <laughs> uh, so Matt, a lot of the of the uh, focus. And rightfully so. Uh, if you look at the importance it is to the team, is mm-hmm. quarterbacks. Of course, of course. So I had this thought the other day as I was listening. Uh-oh. I was listening to a fantasy football radio show, as I like often do. Uh huh. I'm going to give you two quarterback stat lines. Ooh, okay. You tell me who's who here. Quarterback one completed 65.6 percent of his passes for 3,803 yards. Had 33 touchdown passes and 10 interceptions. Quarterback two completed 65.5% of his passes for 3,819 yards with 33 touchdown passes and seven interceptions. Sounds pretty similar. Sounds pretty similar. Both these guys were starters last year. Both these guys were starters last year. I'm not good at this game. (laughs) <laughs> Multiple choice would be much better than fill in the blank at 8 a.m. Well, quarterback um, quarterback one is Ben Roethlisberger. Okay. Quarterback that two is, my noodle. is Ryan Tannehill. That's actually one that crossed my noodle, too, because he's hyper-efficient, doesn't throw a lot of picks, um, really unbelievable numbers in the Mahomes stratosphere since he took over starter. I'm going to give you a third quarterback. Here. Quarterback okay. three. Threw for 4,336 yards. A little bit more. 31 touchdown passes, 10 interceptions. Okay. That's Justin Herbert. That doesn't surprise me either. Yet one of these guys is considered to be done right. by many of the national <laughs> yes. pundits. The other two guys, oh, they're you know they're, they're fantastic. Herbert's maybe the best rookie season in NFL history. Right. Um, well, stat-wise. Stat-wise, right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, Baker's was in that conversation a couple years ago. I mean, Roethlisberger and, only went 14-0 and 0 as a starter in his rookie year. <laughs> right. And, and people put up more numbers now than they did then, yeah. of course. Um, but Herbert is considered the budding superstar, and I'm not disputing that one bit. I mean, I think he has an extremely bright future, way better than I thought he'd be. Um, I'm a Tannehill fan, without question. I, I think that it's a crossroads of his career a little bit, and there also was that getting away from Adam Gase factor that I think factored into him, and maybe we can look at Darnold the same way one day, to him getting into a really strong coaching staff, but his offense coordinators went for Atlanta, and we know Julio's there, and you know they're very dependent on a couple guys in that offense, but it's a great scheme. Um, but Ben should probably be on the same tier as those guys, you know, and, and perception is not true to that. I, 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 I think what's happening here is – that everybody is looking at the last few games of course uh, of last season and just complete well that was his entire season and it wasn't you missed a lot of action you, you, you've missed a lot of of what Ben Roethlisberger did last year and there's always with the case no with, running game with no running game right that, and it's always the case the quarterback I mean he had some good games in the, during that stretch when they weren't playing great as a team. Oh, yeah. I mean, he had some very good moments. It's not like, oh, Ben Ben was the anchor that finally dragged them down. He was I mean, not that was the Peyton Manning 
No, in, in no, his no, last right, season, right. when he was getting yanked for, you know, out of the lineup mm-hmm. for a stretch. No, that's not where he's at. I, I just don't get where people are looking at at Roethlisberger's season last year as a whole. As a whole, yeah. And saying that his arm is shot. I mean, because not to mention, as you said, very little running game, if any. No running. And game. fifty yards a game they average. Fifty yards a game is pathetic, and they could somebody a could high have, volume could of throws fall forward. You know, 15 times you right, get right, 50 right, yards. Right. I mean, you average two yards a carry, three yards a carry is not much to ask throughout no. the course of the game. Right. And it actually have something to lean on, get the second and seven once in a while, you know, things like that. And obviously that affected how they played. I, I, I mean, he's, what, 39 years old, right? Yeah. So everyone knows the end is The easy closer. thing to say right. is, it, you know, father time is, is, Arm is shot. Un- unbeaten. Right. It's one of these situations where and Mike Tannenbaum, uh, the, the former Jets GM, is absolutely 100% um, guilty of this. Oh, he really You keep saying, there, yeah. like he's been saying now for like three years, Roethlisberger's shot, Roethlisberger's done. If you keep saying it long enough, you're going to be right. <laughs> well, yeah, you can say it about Brady every year, doesn't too. make you right. Of course. It means you, means you threw some took crap against... Took you three against, years to figure yeah, it out, yeah. Took, threw some crap against the wall... And finally, you were right about it. You know, so... To be candid, what I'm looking for is, and we don't know this, but teams do tell us what they think about their quarterback, but there also was a scheme change and a coordinator change. Will Ben hold the ball longer in the pocket throughout the season? Or has he gotten to the Eli Manning stage where, I'm not interested in holding the football anymore, my body hurts, it needs to come out. Because I still think he can throw the ball, but old guys don't like getting hit, and young it, guys don't like getting hit either. Right, but it hurts <laughs> hurts us more as we age and getting True. up on Monday. It takes a little, little bit longer and, to heal up. I yeah. noticed that as I, as I, I, you know, I played basketball on a sure. regular basis into into my early forties, and those aches and pains didn't feel as good. The, the Without question, you know, and you've had a lot of them under their belt over the years. That to me, that's more of a getting old trait for quarterbacks is I want the ball out. I'm not going to stand there and take one in the chin to deliver it downfield. He showed he'll to, still do that. Because he has done that in flashes. Yeah. You know, I mean, the offense changed and got the ball out too quick. Although some people praise quarterbacks for, look how smart he is. It gets the ball out of his yeah, hands. Tom Brady quick. does it. It's fantastic. Of course. Roethlisberger does it. And well, he's just throwing all these short passes. He's Tom Brady's done that for years. <laughs> exactly. That's how he's exactly. made his living. Throwing and, quick passes. The flip side of that coin is, did it happen because they didn't think they could protect? Or did it happen because Ben wanted the ball out of his hands and he wasn't interested in getting hit? Or did it happen because they knew they didn't have a running game and, and I they think were trying that's to supplement? the crux of it, right. Yeah. You know, I mean... I think it's all of the... Like, I think it's a, a, a mashup of all of that. Of course. And it led to a perfect storm. The problem with the Steelers' offense last year, everybody wants to... Randy Feekner's an idiot, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I get it. They were 11-0. Right. And it was working. Right. When you're 11 and 0, you don't change what you're it's it's the, the whole thing the conversation that we've had in the past about you go out there and you shut the other team out in the first half and then they come out in the second half and they drive down the field and score a touchdown. Well, you didn't make any halftime adjustments. <laughs> Why would I? Cuz I was dominating. We shut them out right, in the right, first half. Right. We don't we're not going to make any adjustments. And I bet if you gave Tomlin true serum and he was sitting here I bet by week eight or nine, they looked at the offense and saw chinks in the armor. Oh, absolutely. You know, like, 
But again, can we, can we withstand playing this way? Well, we keep winning. Let's yeah. stick with it. And then, you know, after a while, the armor, the chinks were exposed, you know, I mean, yeah. and, and it cost them. To me, as much as a running game, which is huge and obviously has been a massive focal point of the entire offseason, they have to attack more blades of grass through the air, you know, because if, if, even if you have the running game and all you do is throw short, you're still going to see a million people in the box. Right. You know what I mean? So the middle of the field, the deep to intermediate routes, all their shots seem like they were down the right sideline. That's to me, is where the book came out. And I'm not sure if that has a lot to do with Ben or protection or Feetner or lack of running game or lack of weapons or receiving back or, you know, probably all the above. And to your point, it was successful. You know, I mean, it's hard to scrap the thing. Okay, well, now we're 11 and 1. Should we just throw everything away? It's I, still pretty good. I, I continue to, you know, to look at if you go back and watch. And these were games that were late in the season, obviously. Sure. The second half against the Colts. Right. And the second half against the Browns in the playoffs. Some, certainly some Browns moments, right. There were plays that he made down the field. Mm-hmm. And extending were, plays were, and standing yeah, in the pocket. Arm, and, throw, right. you know, arm strength throws that, that were mm-hmm. still there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they weren't. They were second reaction plays yeah. or, you know, your first read's not covered, you know. Yeah. I didn't think he forced it to his first read all the time either. No. You know, I mean, they were completions more often than not. Yeah. I, I just think, you know, if you give give Roethlisberger Ryan Tannehill's running game. Oh, sure. I, I think he has a better season last year than what Tannehill did. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do too. And, I mean, Herbert's not his extreme example, but just the Ekelar weapon, one more receiver, you know, I, I, I think Harris brings you a combination – of Henry and Eckler, yeah. you know, I mean, he's not as good a receiver as Eckler. He's not as you know, crazy of a runner as Henry, but the benefit that both those guys had of having a back that, in their own way, creates mismatches and is really hard to play against. Well, now they have. Yeah, I, you know, if you look at another quarterback who's in that same area, there. Yeah. Uh, this guy had uh, 4,265 yards, completed 67.6% of his passes, 35 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. That's Kirk Cousins. Hmm. Interesting. With a with a great running back. And I say it was a great running back, not much of a line. Um, they were at the very top of the league in yards per play. I mean, their offense was pretty darn good last year. Two great weapons. He started to stretch the ball, stretch the field a lot with Jefferson as the season went on. Because you're seeing a lot of heavy boxes yeah. to stop Dalvin Cook. Yeah. And I've used this example a lot in the last couple of weeks. But, I mean, it's easy to say Jared Goff stinks. He held back the Rams. Well, they were pretty good when they had Gurley. In yeah. New York. I mean, yeah. his fall was exactly the time that Gurley got injured and fell off a cliff. And you can't tell me Cousins, Baker, Tannehill – are a whole lot different than this version of Ben. I mean, they have their moments, and they might have, you know, Tannehill's been really good lately, but they have Henry, Chubb, Hunt, and Cook. Makes a little <laughs> bit of I mean? a difference. Right, yeah, right. Like, uh, I don't know how the analytics folks value that because I don't think they can quantify it. They don't value it. Right, right. I mean, but the average should. quarterback yeah. that plays like an above-average guy just so happens to have one of the best backs in the league. Like, Sam Darnold is going to benefit from McCaffrey being there. Mind, I, mean, yes. I don't know if Sam Darnold will be good, bad, or ugly, but he's going to be helpful. McCaffrey's sure going to help his cause. Carson Wentz will benefit from having Jonathan Taylor in the backfield. Right. He didn't uh, have that with the Eagles. Jameis or Hill or whatever mess that's going to be. What if they didn't have Kamara? They'd right. have nothing. You know what I mean? So, 
I mean, even especially early early career Dak. I mean, I think he's now elevates those around him more than the other way around. But early career Dak would not have been a success no. as a rookie without no. Zeke and what they he was dropped into. Yeah, I, I just I you know it just hit me as I was driving and I was listening to listening to these people rave about. Oh, I love Ryan Tannehill. Love what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Thirty three touchdown passes, seven interceptions last year. I'm like. That's not all that different than what Roethlisberger did. Like, and I'm sure it's much less attempts, probably 100 less attempts. Uh, it's actually even more than that. It was yeah. 120 attempts. 120 attempts difference? Yeah. I mean, you're going to throw more picks. Yeah, yeah, maybe you throw a few more touchdown passes, but you mm-hmm. throw more picks. So I, I just look at it, uh, you know, Roethlisberger, through, through 11 weeks last year, even 12 weeks, we're talking about Roethlisberger as an MVP candidate. Right, and now right. all of a sudden he stinks. Now all of a sudden he stinks, and Steelers have to win in spite of him. Uh, they're gonna have to win every game, thirteen ten. You know, grind it out. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I do think there's too easy of a narrative, as you mentioned. He's old. Arm must be shot. I mean, even Breeze, whose arm was shot, his arm was shot. Yeah, but we've been hearing that for three years, and he was still pretty darn productive, even with a quote shot arm. And his arm was a lot better three years ago than it was his past year. You know, like, just because you get old doesn't mean you can't throw it anymore. Like, I mentioned Eli. Eli got old, but he could still throw it okay. He was never a great passer. He didn't like hanging in the pocket and, you know, dump things down more and didn't have much around him. Okay. You know, I mean, Rivers is the same way. Rivers is gutsy as could be, but he never threw the ball great to begin with. You yeah. know, I mean. And again, he was a guy that, you know, when Carson Wentz got hurt, people were actually – are they going to bring Rivers back out of retirement? Right, right, you know, right. That then that's fine. If Ben Roethlisberger and Philip Rivers had a throwing contest, oh Ben kills Roethlisberger him. would blow him away at any point at any, any point, point in their, their career, career, and especially now. I would say it's never been close, and probably it's the gap. Is like if you than told ever. the Colts right now, hey, you can have Ben Roethlisberger, they'd be a pretty good team. They'd be a really good team. See, yeah. that's actually a fun exercise. Is if you picked. Well, I mean, you could go through every team. I mean, think of the Patriots with Ben, you know, as opposed to what's Newton, what's the rookie. I mean, I think the narrative would be so much different, even the Browns. If you put Roethlisberger on that Tampa Bay Buccaneers team last year, they would have won double the Super Bowl. Game. I don't yeah. know if they win the Super Bowl, but I think they, they were They would have been in the conversation. Right, right. I mean, they didn't have a great running game either. I mean, Brady did more than people realize, and – did drive the ball down the field. Hell of a lot more of a running game than Steelers did. Right. <laughs> Although Brady's the outlier. I mean, yeah. you know, Peyton Manning could not throw the football at the end of his career. I mean, could not. Couldn't throw an out route. Brady actually looks like he's throwing the ball better, which he's a freak. I mean, he's different than everybody else. Rodgers isn't going to lose anything probably either. But there was a stretch where Brady missed on like 27 consecutive downfield Throws down the down the sidelines. Yeah, much, he was in a stretch like much like Roethlisberger was over the course of the season. He missed twenty like twenty seven consecutive throws down the field. Mm-hmm. Then they had that late bye. He the comes late back bye and was he's massive for them. You know yep. he's oh he's a new guy. He like, was. There was a lot. First twelve weeks as a buck was okay, but not. It was closer to two thousand nineteen Patriots yeah. where he looked like they lost to the Bears. They did lose the Bears. <laughs> but boy, I mean, Brady's last year in New England wasn't pretty. Wasn't pretty at all. No. no, and he had nothing around him, and they had little in the way of weapons or running game. I mean, they were very predictable as well. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a team game. It is, and I, you know, I again, I, I don't know that Roethlisberger. He's not going to ever reclaim what he once was, 
But he was one of the best three quarterbacks in the league. But I don't. Four or five. Yeah, or, I don't you know. know that he's not going. You know the. the the doomsday predictions for for this for the Steelers this year, based on the losses that they had in the off season, well, they've kind of mitigated some of those. I think the defense is better than it was. I think the defense will be better than it was last yeah. year, and, unless they get ravaged by injuries. But yeah. right now, the one that Kevin built is better than the one that they left. And then the offense, you know, people looking at that going, it's just going to be awful. I don't. I don't see it. I think the past receivers are better because yeah. they're a year older. Didn't lose Juju, and you had a back that can catch, and a tight end. It's, right. it's a threat. Yeah, I mean it's better than it was. The receivers. You can't tell me the running back ball carrier isn't night and day better. The O line could be worse. The quarterback could be worse, but could it get much worse? <laughs> Not really. In terms of, I think it will be better. It's a better run blocking unit than last year's was. I, I think, think it's so. a diff- I think the scheme helps out. I think I the think mentality the helps dramatically. I don't know that it's going to be as good of a, a pass blocking line, but again, I think the quarterback helps offset some of that because mm-hmm. he has the ability to get the ball out of his hands quickly. If you're going to load up at the line of scrimmage, he's going to, you know, he's going to make some throws against you. I think so too. A- again, like I'm sitting here scanning teams in my head, like what would the narrative be? If the Rams would have picked up Roethlisberger, or the Colts, like you mentioned, or the what if Ben and Baker switched teams? I think the Steelers would be worse, and the Browns would be better. Yeah, you know, considering what would be around them—an elite the, line with a great running game—and he just makes the right decisions and you the know, Baker guards it up. I don't get. He completed sixty-two point eight percent of his passes last year. Yeah, that that's one. That was one of the lowest totals in the league. Yep. last year. He threw for 3,500 yards. He got hot down the stretch, but he still puts the ball in harm's way a lot. And he still fumbles a lot. He, the eight he still fumbles, fumbles a lot, year. right. Fumbles and doesn't handle pressure well and panics and rolls to his right predictably. I, I, I can't say this enough. I hope. I think Steeler fans should hope that they sign him to a long-term deal to as big a money as possible. Yeah. I don't think he stinks. I mean, I think they can win a lot of games with him. But, but I think he's... Very Kirk Cousins. I think he's much closer to Cousins than again. I think the, the, if I was in charge of the Browns, I would not trade Baker Mayfield for Ben Roethlisberger. Of course, right. But I think the Browns would be a better team right the second with Ben than Baker. Yeah, if it's a one-year situation, right now, when yeah. the Joe win the Super Bowl this year, protect the heck out of Ben, run it like crazy. They got enough weapons, you know. It's not as good as Steelers weapons, but they would be a better team. Yeah, I agree. But uh, let's take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. When we come back, we're going to continue to talk about the Steelers quarterback situation yeah. because there's More a storyline. The, the yeah, the backup quarterback situation. We need to talk about it. We'll do that okay. right after this. You're listening to the official voice of Black and Gold Nation. Beloved Black and Gold. SNR. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with. Matt Williamson and Matt, they're, people are trying to drum up a quarterback controversy, apparently constantly. Yeah. Um, big competition for the big, two big job. competition yeah. in Pittsburgh. It's not for the number one job, so you have to. It has to be for the number two job. Sure. Um, somebody has to be the loser. Let me give you the stat lines here. Okay, I'm doing this again. Mason Rudolph in the preseason. 14 of 18 for 161 yards. That's 8.9 yards an attempt. 
He's not thrown a touchdown or an interception. Mm-hmm. He's got a passer rating of 103.9. Pretty good. Dwayne Haskins, 24 of 35 for 215 yards. That's an average per, per attempt of 6.1 yards. Which is more than two less. It was 8.9. That's less than right. what Roethlisberger averaged last year. Roethlisberger yeah. was 6.3 yards per attempt last year, and that was, oh, my God, he can't throw the ball can't down throw the field. Can't throw the ball field, right. One touchdown, no interceptions, a 94.3 passer rating. Yeah. Both have played well. Both have played well. I'm not discounting any of that. Right. Yet somehow there's – Dwayne Haskins is pushing Mason Rudolph for the number two job. No, he's not. I don't think so. Mason Rudolph will be the number two quarterback for the Steelers this year. Without question. What Dwayne Haskins has done is guarantee him spot, himself a spot on the roster. He's made he, it a successful – Absolutely. Yeah, this has been a successful endeavor for the Steelers and him. Because that was not guaranteed that, at the start of training camp. He was guaranteed nothing. Nothing, including, you know, the financial commitment. I mean, if he'd have done, if he'd have rubbed him the wrong way, he'd have been on the street. You know, like wouldn't have cost him one bit to move on from him at any point in the state stage of the, that experiment. They're not going to. He's done very well for himself. He should be proud of what he's accomplished. And it was a smart move by the Steelers to pick him up. I think he. Has looked a lot better than I expected, and I would even if he would have been half of this, I still would have kept him around for next year just because of what maybe could come transpire. But he's obviously putting the work in. That being said, I really feel like the Hall of Fame game, and in case people don't know this, the quarterbacks have a plan for these guys. Maybe not for Ben, but like when we put him out there, we want to accomplish X, Y, and Z. You know what I mean? And I think. Role, or goal number one for Haskins, to your point about average depth of completion in the Hall of Fame game, was let's build some confidence for yeah. this young man. He's got he has, The last time he's on the field, it has not gone well. He can't be happy with what he's put on tape in his career. Let's get him as many completions as we can and move the, sta- the chains. And he did that very well. And a lot of that continued against the Eagles. And I love that they mixed in some more downfield throws, some harder throws. He made that one down the seam that looked like it was underthrown, but I promise you he left it short so his receiver didn't get blasted. He put it on his back hip. Um, But even in that game, back to our Ben conversation, his guys around him were a lot better than the defense. Yes. I mean, there was big holes to run through for not-so-great backs that looked okay. His line was dominating the there game. There were two two plays in that game that I thought were kind of telling in terms of the the, the difficulty that they were playing. In. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Rudolph's in there. The Steelers get a holding penalty, and it pushes them back to first and 20. Completion cuts it to second and 15. Another completion gets it to second and, or third and 10-ish. Yeah. And... They run Deontay Johnson on a cross. Everybody else is down down the field, and Johnson's kind of the they clear things out for him. Mm-hmm. He makes the catch. It's like a short, operate, a short yeah. catch. He gets tackled. Everybody goes nuts. Why are they throwing short of the chains there? Second half, Haskins is in there. They do the same thing except they have Jalen Samuels on the crosser coming across. Mm-hmm. He catches the ball, steps out of a tackle, gets the first down. And there that, you have that's it, a right. great play. That's <laughs> a great play because Through he's playing chains, against yeah. bums. Played against bombs, right, right. And defense made a play against Deontay. Yeah. I mean, these things happen. Um, 
if it was Ben, would they have thrown a twenty-yard pass downfield? I don't know. I mean, that's. A, I mean, the, who's to say? The thing that people need to understand on play on things of that nature, on plays like that, they're running patterns past the sticks. Because mm-hmm. the first thing I get is, why are they running that? Why you know, why are they running short of the sticks there? Well, there was only one guy running short of the sticks. That's the. There's outlet. a whole route combination. It's yeah, not a one-man route combination. Yeah, right? that's that's the outlet. That's yeah. the that's the easy throw. That if everything mm-hmm. else is covered, you make that throw and you give the guy a chance to make a play and get the first down. And defenses have something to do with this. They're going to play the sticks first. They're going to give you that. And give you that yeah. one as a you know a counterpoint. If the, if the play lasts that long and he doesn't get sacked, dump it off and we're going to come up and tackle. I mean, that's good defense. That's why you stay out of third downs. Right. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's third down com- uh, third downs aren't winning downs for the offense. you got to stay out of those situations, and that's why the holding penalties are, are massive. To blame Rudolph for that's a little short-sighted, in my opinion. I would say so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think Rudolph would have played as well as Haskins, and I think Haskins would have played as well as Rudolph if they flipped their responsibilities in that Eagles game. I agree. Because I think Rudolph had it harder. Yeah. I know he had it harder. I do believe, to me, the two best throws that I've seen a Steelers quarterback make in this preseason have both been by Rudolph. Yeah, the long pass down the sideline to Claypool, to Claypool yeah. in the in the Hall of Fame game, and then the the the, the pass down the field down the right sideline to Deontay Johnson last week mm-hmm. uh, against the Eagles. They're they're both thirty yard throws, right? You know, or more that were were completions that were put on where they needed to be put. Yep. Um, and, you know, and I think it, Haskins has has been. You know, we talked about Mike Tomlin talked about Joe Flacco uh, picking apart cover two defense. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think Haskins and, and, and did that as well against it, it bad guys. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it, they could run the ball at will. Um, he had time to throw. The Eagles' safeties. I, I made a note at one point. It was third and Eagles are not a deep team. It, no, you know, but it was like third and four in the third quarter, and the Eagles' safeties were in a two two deep look. They were both 20 yards down the field on mm. third and four. Third and four. I mean, that's just taking candy from a baby. Right, right, you know. right, right. Yeah. Greg Cosell always says you can isolate the quarterback position. You know, is he making the right reads? Doesn't matter as much of who you're playing against, who's blocking. Is he still doing the right things? Just focus on him and his job. And I think if you do that, you'd probably give an equal grade to Haskins and Rudolph. Yeah. Which are both... A B, which again or a B is, is, is or whatever, you perfectly. Know. That's perfectly fine. I think they. Yes. I, I again. I, I've said this before. I think if you came into this preseason hating Mason Rudolph, you still hate Mason Rudolph. Likewise with Dwayne Haskins. Right. But here's what I think is happening with Haskins. I think there are so many people out there who want him to be a hit, which is great. That's an but optimistic view of it. They're projecting. More they're putting in, the cart before the horse. They're the putting the cart right, before right. the horse. They want him to be the the uh, boy. Then if if he hits, the Steelers don't need to do anything at quarterback next year. That would be amazing. That's like being amazing. On Dak Prescott. In the but fifth I think round. I that's, mean, that's what they're trying to project here before it's happened. Mm-hmm. Like he 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 the, the Steelers on on uh, Sunday gave him an opportunity to run with the first unit in a two okay. minute drill. Okay, first time that they've done it. His first pass in that two-minute drill goes through Cam Sutton's hands, 
I mean, it was an easy, it should have been an easy pick. Threw Cam Sutton's hands off of Arthur Millette, bounced off of him into Pat Fryermuth for a 10 yard game. <laughs> they Not then, a great play by the quarterback. They then go down the field and score. And everybody looked, well, Dwayne Haskins led the first team unit to a score. Could have been a pick six. It should have been a, it right, should have right, been yeah. an interception that ended the possession on the first play of the of the possession. Sure, and the coaches realized. And the coaches, because yeah. I asked Mike Tomlin about it after the practice. I said, "You gave Haskins a chance to to uh, to run with the ones. Did you like what you see?" Mm-hmm. The first thing he brought up was the pick. It was a pick. Really, I mean, it was not the touchdown pass, which was a nice nice touchdown pass to Chase Claypool. Yeah, fantastic. But the drive should have been over. When the ball comes out of Haskins' hands, he does them magic powers to make sure that doesn't get picked. That's you know, not the he, way it was drawn up. He got luck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he got, got lucky that it didn't get picked. And there is interception luck around the league, and I believe in those stats a fair amount as well, depending if you know, who's charting them. Um, to me, the success of that conversation is if you told me four months ago that on August 15th Haskins is taking first-team reps in the two-minute drill, that's all I need to Again, hear. That, I don't, That's a win. Folks, don't put the, the the cart before the horse. Right, right. Let the guy make the roster, which I believe he has done. I think he absolutely has. Worry about who's number two and who's number three next year, or who's number one and who's number two next year. Right. I mean, you hope. hopefully it doesn't matter at all this year. Right. I mean, without yeah. question. That means Roethlisberger's made all 17 starts. And is Maybe, well. you know, if it gets down to a situation where... They've got a playoff spot wrapped up in week seventeen. Mm-hmm. Last game of the year. I might play Haskins. I might play. I might play Haskins a half. I might play Rudolph a half. Mm-hmm. Something. Something along those lines. Right. I, he's I don't know put, if you agree he's put with his this. name in that conversation. Which again, I have to. I can't state this enough. He was guaranteed nothing Zero. when this camp started. Right. Not a thing. Not a thing. No. It's a. It's been a home run. Absolutely. Right. I, but I mean, just to, to say why, well, there, there's a quarterback controversy. There's no quarterback controversy. No, I don't think there is. Right. I mean, I hope people aren't say, thinking, boy, Matt and Dale are throwing cold water on the notion that Haskins can be the next Ben. Like, that's, that's pretty ambitious. Yeah. I mean, that's massive. I mean, to think that they could go into this offseason without a quarterback need would be. They would be very much in the same situation that the Saints are in right now. Where you've Probably. got, yeah. you know, you've got two guys. One of them is Jameis Winston again, a first round draft pick, the first, first overall, overall pick, pick, right, right. And Taysom Hill, and and you're going, okay, which one of you know? So in your in your starting one in one preseason game, mm. you're going to start the other one in the next preseason game. Could and, be like Denver too, or you yeah, know, right, right. And it turns into a quarterback battle. That's not the worst thing in the world, but I don't know that it's ideal. Like it, certainly not. I neither mean, neither Mason Rudolph nor Dwayne Haskins would would preclude me if I'm Kevin Colbert from drafting if a quarterback falls into my lap or if I find the opportunity to trade up for somebody that I like right, right, in next right. year's draft. Or trade for a veteran. Neither or one of these guys is, is going to stop me from doing it. I like what I've seen. I like what I've seen. But I'm I'm still... If they were a left guard, okay. Yeah. You know, but this is... <laughs> it's your quarterback. Your starting quarterback. If there's an opportunity to upgrade, you definitely take it. And that's true for 15 teams. But the fact that we're even considering Rudolph, let alone Haskins, in that conversation is a win. Um, I, I think the the biggest key to me isn't that Rudolph outplayed Haskins. It's the staff has to trust Rudolph so much more. They've just been right around now. Him They've been around him longer. 
Therefore, he's the two. He's the one that gets the hat on game day. If Ben gets hurt mid-game, I would rather he's the go guy to that Rudolph. Gets you out of the game. They would no. rather go to Rudolph. That's it doesn't mean role. that if, if Roethlisberger is going to be out for five weeks. Different story. That's a different story. Or then maybe they do go to Haskins. Knee today, yeah. Then I think you would get Haskins ready to see where you're at. Yeah. You know? And I brought this up a, co- a few times, too. I don't know if they have any plans of doing it, but I would love to see Haskins almost start to finish or start to finish in the final preseason game. Yeah. You know, just let him go with it and say, sorry, you're not going to be active next week, but we, we, we're we giving you a great opportunity yeah. here to every situation, every down distance, every goal line, every, uh, you know, two-minute drills. You can get to do the whole thing. It's your show from start to finish. We'll I give just, you a decent yeah. cast. I, I think as well, you know, Rudolph has a rapport with the receivers mm-hmm. that are on this, you know, that are He's on the earned team. the two over his time being here, not yeah. just camp. Yeah, not, it's not just camp. And, right. And, and I know there's some there's some sites out there that have been charting every throw made from these guys at yeah. the practices that they have seen. <laughs> That's always the best. Which have only ever. been the open practices. Which has only been the open practices. I've seen them all. Yeah. yeah. From start to finish here throughout this off season. Do you think one's having a better camp than no. the other? No, Games it's been aside. close. And, yeah. and, you know, to me, you know, if the Steelers, if Mike Tomlin were to come in and say, Dwayne Haskins is a number two and Mason Rudolph's a three. Okay, I get it. That's fine. Right. I don't know. That doesn't that, mean we're wrong. It's just, I mean, I think they're I, very similar. I, first of all, I don't know that he's going to, I don't know that he does that mm-hmm. in this situation. This is not Landry Jones versus Mason Rudolph. No, right, right, right. Three years ago. No. Two years ago. I'm not sure if it was you that said this or maybe it was just one of my buddies. I was having the conversation that maybe if Haskins would have been the starter for week two, but now with Ben coming back in right. week three, you're kind of out of opportunities for him to even win the job. And it, I mean, if honestly, Haskins would have been the it, one. Yeah. And in the grand scheme of shot. things, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter. It just means that Mason Rudolph will They're be both going to be here next yeah. year. They're both going right. to be here next They're year. They're both going to be Pittsburgh Steelers next year. Yeah. That's Unless what Dwayne Haskins yeah. has, has assured himself, which, again, I can't state this enough, was not guaranteed at the start of this camp. I know mm-hmm. when people when they signed him, there were people out there who automatically thought, well, he's going to be the number two. No. He he's, wasn't a good football player. They signed him as right. a successor to Ben. No. no they signed him as, a, as, as, as free – He's a dart throw. It's it was found money. Yeah, they were, exactly. Kevin Colbert was walking down the street and found a twenty dollar bill laying on the side of the Should road. We keep it or not? Sure, yeah. let's do it. <laughs> you mentioned the is. Saints. I mean, it's almost like a year ago, Saints, where you knew Ben or Breeze was probably one, one, one and done. You had Hill. You had Winston. They invested a little more in Winston than the Steelers did right. in in uh, Haskins. Yeah, they invested more in Hill. They invested more hill. <laughs> but did it really matter who was Breeze's two in August? Not no. really. You know, I mean And it, again when Breeze did get hurt, who'd they go to? Yeah. Hill. Yeah. Which I, I I a different conversation to me, a much different conversation is if Ben's gonna miss a month, who are we going with? Who you, who, you, who do you think gives you the backup chance. on game yeah. day as the backup? Yeah, holding the clipboard. Which one of them is going to get you out of the game? Which one does the coaching staff trust more? Mm-hmm. I think to it get has you to be Rudolph. Like the, to Absolutely. me, that's not even a conversation. Yeah, the month one is a conversation. He's got a rep- you know Matt Canada has now been with him. This is going on year two. Mm-hmm. Um, the coaching staff's been with him as a whole. This is year four. Right, they drafted him. Yeah, you know, he's right. been he's played with Juju. He's played you know he's played sure. with he's been with all these guys for a while now. 
you saw the videos of him in the offseason. He's out there working with Claypool, working mm-hmm. out with Claypool. They have a rapport. And he's done nothing to hurt himself. No. The I mean, people who like... think that, okay, well, look at Haskins' numbers. and he's, Yeah, he's been fine. Oh, yeah. He's been, he's been very good. But Rudolph's 14 of 18 for 161 yards with a, with a, with a 103.9 pass rating. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's been awful. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> the thing that bothers me the most about this conversation is you'll hear some people like somebody lost or – you know, if someone's good, that means someone's bad. That's not really the case. I mean, I think they've been pretty equal. And the only person so here who's lost has been Josh Dobbs. Yeah, he's lost. I mean, I he mean, needed Haskins to implode. Yeah, and that didn't happen. Uh-uh. You know, the, and for overall, the Steelers are the biggest winners in this whole thing. And Dwayne Haskins. He still has a career. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. He, the Steelers he, are big winners. He's going to get to make money again this year. You know, yeah. that's that's what this turns out. I know. mean, as it stands right now, and my, my opinion could very much change within the next calendar year, I wouldn't be comfortable with Rudolph or Haskins as the opening day starter a year from now. But I'm a lot more comfortable than I was. You know, I mean, yeah. if I could paint a picture where you bring back the defense, you sign a stud left tackle, you draft a corner in the first round, and you spend money on some other nice piece, and you say, Mason or Dwayne, don't kill us, but we got a heck of a supporting cast around. We got here, a really good defense. As you learn, yeah. you know, and maybe there's a third round quarterback with all kinds of upside on the roster, too. That's not the way I'm drawing it up, but. That would not be a four and thirteen team. No, right. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So interesting. Um, you know, I, I just think the whole thing is is. Uh, I don't know. It, it, of course, people need stuff to talk about, and it all roots from fans being excited about this sport. And the the honest opinion of it is, not a lot happens day to day in this sport this time of year, and everybody wants it to. So we all have to talk about stuff, and that's why you and I are employed doing this at the moment, I guess, is part of the reason. But don't make something out of nothing. You know yeah. I mean, I think it's pretty clear what the pecking order is. And the in the big picture, it's been a success. It's not like Absolutely. these two both stink and yeah. they got to go find Mariota or, you know, the, all the people. Remember last year, they should have signed Case Keenum or Mariota or some 8 or $9 million backup. Like, yeah. Would they be any better? They don't Probably have to do not. that now. Nobody's going to be talking about that now. No. Well, the Steelers need a better backup. No, they got two good ones. Now they have two good ones, right. Yeah. yeah. So, so he is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. Uh, we're going to take another break. We'll be back with more right after this. <laughs> Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. Matt, the uh, Steelers, of course, uh, play on uh, Saturday, Saturday against the, uh, the Lions. Lions. And I just wanted to uh, update everybody on this. Um, this is from uh, Steelers uh, spokesman Burt Loughton. Uh, he put out a, t- a tweet today, and the Steelers put this out. Pittsburgh Steelers and Hinesfield management are requiring fans to bring their masks for the upcoming preseason mm. game against the Lions on Saturday, August 21st. That's a 7.30 uh, p.m. game. That's regardless of vaccination status. All guests, staff, and vendors at Heinz Field will be required to wear a mask while visiting any of the indoor areas in the stadium. So do you think that's like waiting in line for a beer? If you if it's considered indoors. Okay. Like yeah, I'm sure if, in the team shop and things yeah, like that. Things or that probably nature. the bathroom. Yeah, right. Okay. This includes indoor club levels, Steeler Pro Shops, restrooms, elevators, and other enclosed spaces. 
fans are to bring their own masks with them prior to ending, entering the stadium. So if you're going to go to the game on have Saturday, way. have a mask with you. Masks will not be required in the concourse area, which includes the FedEx Great Hall, or cool. in the upper and lower seating bowls of the stadium, as well as outside club seating and suites with the windows open. All fans are strongly encouraged to wear masks regardless of vaccination status while not actively eating or drinking. Fans will not be required to show proof of vaccination to enter Heinz Field. However, in accordance to CDC guidelines, unvaccinated fans should wear masks at all times. Heinz Field management will continue to monitor CDC and public health officials' guidelines and adjust our policies accordingly based on any changes to the policies and recommendations. Okay. I mean, it's kind of back where the world's going and you got all the kids going back to right. school and, you know. This is, uh, like, I've seen a couple of teams already have, I think it's the Saints and the Raiders, are re- going to require fans to go into the stadium to show their vaccination status. Yeah, you so have I to be vaccinated. Some, like, concerts and things like yeah. that are doing that. So this is, this is... I think that's what's coming. Well... The Steelers are, are not doing that here. They're, they're saying, okay, you if you're unvaccinated, you can still come to the game. Because some people, this is the big thing with me. You know, there are people out there who can't get vaccinated because of health issues. Correct. Or Okay. Or if it's your religious beliefs or whatever. Whatever it may be. That. Right, right, right. Those people shouldn't be shamed and, and can't go anywhere. <laughs> I just, I, I don't agree with that at all. And I'm not, I don't know that I want to live in a world where you have to show your vaccination status to... To go to Giant Eagle or right. to go to a concert to get into or a to, yeah. game or whatever. To right. get into, to go shopping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I get it. This, now, a Steeler game or a, a concert, as you said, those are... Events. They're events. You don't have to right. do those things. Right, right, right. But if I'm going to the to the local shopping center to, to do something that's necessary, like grocery shopping, I shouldn't mm. have to show... No, to get in. No. Or, sorry, you can't come in and get your, you know, milk and eggs. Um, so, you know, in this situation, if you, if you have to wear a mask I- indoors, I get it. Mm-hmm. We had to do it last week in Philadelphia. Yeah, what are the um, rules on that? We, you had to, again, it was the same thing. Had to wear a mask. And this is, this is a state of Pennsylvania thing. Yeah, was, I think it's PA thing. So. In the press box. You in the press mask. box, we're indoors. We're in, inside an NFL venue. Uh, and you're indoors. You had to wear a mask. When you were up walking around, when we sat at our seats mm-hmm. in the press box, they were, everybody was spaced out. There was a seat in between everybody. You could take your mask off while you were sitting at your seat. You could take your mask off while you were back having lunch in the. In the if you were in, sitting on the table, you were sitting at one of the yeah. tables eating. Um, but if you got up to walk around, you had to put the mask on. Not that big of a deal. And not that big a deal in the, in the scheme of things. And it sounds like this is what's going to happen at Heinz Field, at least for this game. Um, first game at Heinz Field of the year, obviously. PA is a little stricter than other states. Uh, it's out of the Steelers' hands, a lot of it. But yeah. I don't know, not that big a deal. I, I frankly hope it doesn't progress to make it worse. You know, I right. mean, uh, that right. we have to take it a step further and, and that this, you know, keeps things down in the meantime. But I don't love it. I kind of thought we'd done with all this by now. I mean, I'll be very honest, but, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. Right. It doesn't happen overnight. You know, I, I'm not blaming anybody for not getting the vac- vaccinated. There are people out there, well, these people just need to go get vaccinated. Well, again, if you have a medical reason not to do it, mm-hmm. I'm not going to shame you into getting vaccinated. It's, it's ridiculous. No, yeah. I, I, I believe that as well. But, you know, like when you look at NFL players – 
You better have a pretty darn good reason not to, yeah. in my opinion. I mean, there's some I mean, high-profile players, including Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, and right. Uh, you know, I was reading Peter King's Monday morning quarterback yesterday, and because you're part of a team, somebody took him to task because he ripped Cole Beasley a little bit for his, okay, his anti-vaccination so, yeah. st- stance, but has said nothing about Lamar Jackson gotcha. not being vaccinated. Okay. Which one's more important to their team? Right, right. Of course, the like quarterback. If, if Cole Beasley misses a game, do, do the Bills – oh, wow. Cole, yeah, Cole Beasley's a good player, but no. so what? You know, yeah. right. If Lamar Jackson misses a game, it's a big deal for the for the Ravens. Without question. As big a deal as anyone missing in the league. Yeah. But, see, to me that's different. Not because not only is there a lot more at stake. It's your job. I mean, I went and got vaccinated. to be a player. Yeah. But you're part of a team. And if you and I were both offensive linemen together and you didn't want to do it – and you had a good reason to convince me, cool. But if you're just kind of wishy-washy about but it, don't it want to do it. But it affects you. And you affect me. Yeah. And I got a problem with it, right. you know, because I want to win games. You're affecting my well-being. You know, I mean, there's it, – it's more than just you in this situation for right. the players, you know. I mean, early in the process when the when the vaccinations became open for everybody. Mm-hmm. Very very accessible. I had already had my um, – but I, 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 I told the staff at DK Pittsburgh Sports, I said, I would recommend that you all go get vaccinated mm-hmm. so we can do our jobs. So you can do our jobs. Right, yeah. right, right. You know, that's kind of the kind of the way this is going, you know, going to go here. You're not going to be allowed to go into stadiums or have any, you know, access sure. to locker rooms or any of that stuff. I mean, eventually. you guys get – if people don't realize, you, you get tested just so you can go to practice. You get tested yesterday, your, so yeah. you can do your job, right. Yeah. In fact, one of the signs outside of the – press box in philadelphia last week was it there was a sign there that said vaccine you know vaccinated area only mm-hmm. you couldn't go in the press you can't go in the press box in an nfl press box if you haven't been vaccinated but they're not asking you guys for proof right no you, no you, we, had, we had to show proof you had to show proof you yeah, show yeah. a card okay yeah. interesting i mean i don't think that's unconstitutional no, I don't. I mean, you know I mean? first of all, it's, it's their, the rules. It's their property. It's their property, right? <laughs> you know, they, it's their rules. You know, they want to say that you have to you have to be vaccinated to go into this area. Okay, yeah. I'm vaccinated. It's no I mean, different. They can tell you you have to wear purple, right? You know, I mean, it's it's theirs. If you want to go in there and do your do your job, you got to you know that's what you got to do. That's part of the process. It's the same thing when you go to school. Mm-hmm. They ask for your vaccinations. Okay, that's a little different because you have to go to school. Well, you don't have to go to their. You're school. talking about even before we knew what COVID was, right? I mean, like, yeah, you, you know, you had to have your your polio yeah. shots and things of that nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I don't know. It's hairy and it's political and it's not my bag. I think I people are making this it, more political than it has to be on both sides. Probably on both sides. The, probably the, with every the, issue in the, the whole vaccination world. shaming, and then the people on the other side saying, oh, "I'll never get a vaccination." You're both being kind of stupid here. Both of you being being a little bullheaded just yeah. to be bullheaded, and in my opinion, I'm not blaming because people who have been vaccinated are getting this new variant. Mm-hmm. Jenna Harner, who works at, at WPXI, yeah, yeah, yeah. was vaccinated. When we were in Canton, they didn't require any masks up there for any of this stuff. No, even right, in the right. press box, she comes back from there. She she has COVID. Mm-hmm. The different strand. The, the new, different yeah, the different yeah. strain, but she tested positive for COVID. Mm-hmm. She'd been vaccinated. So, and that's happening around the yeah. world, of course. So I get it. You're, you know, we still have to be diligent about this. It's not the end of the world. She's not going to die. She didn't have to go right, to the right, hospital. Right, 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 right. But you still have but COVID. You don't spread it. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, so it is what it is. But 
if you're going to the game on Saturday, yeah, bring a mask announcement here. Yeah. And don't put up a fight. Just live with it. Just live with it. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. Deal with it. You're, you're Move back on. in stadiums and things are going well. Go go cheer your That's team That's going to be the big thing. It's going to be a, a, a crowd at Heinz Field. Right, right. Enjoy that's, it. That's kind of fun. Yeah. And, and you don't have to wear the mask in your seat. Yeah, that's awesome. I, mean, I, I guess. Nobody's making you go to the any indoors in any of these things. Nobody's making you go to the bathroom or anything. Like, just enjoy the game. Enjoy the game. Uh, from what I've interpreted from Bert's uh, announcement there, though, he, he said if you haven't been vaccinated, please wear your mask the whole time. But they ask you it, to do that. But they're, they're asking. They're not asking you to not, prove it. They're not making yeah. you, you know, I mean, yeah. even in that situation. Or you don't have to show proof of vaccination or anything like that. Correct. Yeah. That's a weird time we live in. It is. But uh, we're going to take another break. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. We'll be back with Hour 2 right after this. From Bradshaw and the Steel Curtain to Roethlisberger and Blitzburg, we are always talking black and gold on SNR.